This is the Deering Acting Studio Podcast, where we discuss the connection between life and acting. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. I'm Matthew Deering here with Shay Tobel, Brian Sweeney, and Mr. Joey Sweeney. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Morning, everybody. You guys, I just realized I sound so young on that track. Yeah. For real. Well, you've grown up since then. A Listen lot. to your deep <laughs> voice now. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Wow. so deep. <gasps> it's very nasally right now. Did you shave? Right what? No. Oh, good. <laughs> no, uh, so these headphones it just looks just like you did. Shay loves hair. She's I, like a big fan. <laughs> of you guys, I have been telling Joey that he should really try like to grow a beard. Because, yes, if you guys don't haven't seen Joey, um, he looks so much younger than he is. So, so what, what we want to think about, Shay, is the mechanics behind growing a beard. I know that it's hard. I know you go through patchy seasons. I understand. Mm, no, no, but, but actually, what we want to, <laughs> what, what, if this is our end goal, mm-hmm. he needs to grow it out a little bit like he is. Yeah. And he's got to shave aggressively. Right. Like twice a day. Right. And so then, that it and grows start into to grow this again. full, right. because luscious beard. W- when you just sort of grow it out slowly, then right. you're not teaching the, the, the hair to grow. You right. know what? I am gaining so much knowledge right now. <laughs> Nobody ever taught me how to shave. I, I taught know. myself. I taught myself with a YouTube video because oh, I had to. That's pretty yeah. tight. That's yeah, like, it was it was pretty sick though. Like I bought everything myself. I was like, you know what? Like I'm tired of this like mustache thing I got Yeah, going you had on a scary mustache. At age 16. <laughs> and so I just it was like, like started shaving sides. my mustache. I uh, didn't get to the eyebrows for a while, but... Uh, hey, we got there, though. Yeah, yeah. We well, there. I got to keep up the maintenance, a little manscaping yeah. up there, because it gets yeah. unibrow-y. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you just got to, like, know when it's getting a little um, a little too bushy. Yeah, usually Matt will tell me. He'll be like, yo, yo. bro, you need to go home right now. And, <laughs> you got to And when I do that, Joey looks at me with these sad eyes mm-hmm. every time. Nice. And I'm like, dude... I, it's the person that loves you the most is going to tell you you got to shave your eyebrows. Yeah. It's That's- it's more of the defeat of like, oh, yeah, I, I literally <laughs> like I shouldn't have to have you tell me that at this point. Like I should be paying attention to that. Well, that's also part of Paul the Barber's job also. No, not the in-betweens. Not really. Oh, the in-betweens. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, mine right. is like it goes straight up unibrow mm. within like two days of gotcha. yeah. cutting it. It's crazy. Joey and I had a very special moment oh no and we haven't told anybody about it no no and no. now we're we're about to Ooh, bring now it I'm out excited he looks so red well so red oh, man so no this and, and this is mostly on me because it's it's a it's a weird habit that i have and i'm okay with it because i am really really good at it all right i'm just gonna go ahead and, and you're so humble too no like because it's it's a weird thing like that i do and i know it's gross and people don't like it but i am very very good at um, no, I know getting, what it is. You're gonna say pop pimples. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, I'm very, very man. good at it. Why? And I do it very well. And Joey, I like, said. I couldn't handle the one on his nose. Mm. That he was, he, you guys, like, he was, he was Rudolph. And I was like, Joey, just let me get it. And I got it, and it looks so much better. It does look way better. It does, I will, dude. I will acknowledge that. Which what pimple? I don't see one. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Literally, that. I know how to get under there. Like I you guys, like it's a hidden talent of mine. Here's no, the thing. Let I me do that. my job. I don't like aggravating my skin because like I, But Joey, it was it was it was aggravating your skin because it was so infected. And I was like, let's just get it out and then the next day automatically all the swelling had gone down. That's not that like, weird actually. My sister was really I was good at just it. about to say she had sister. these long nails yeah. and she used to 
do my face. And I was I I I was a very pimply kid in Were high you? school. It was it was a tough time. See, I didn't deal oh. with it too too bad, but I do get them every now and then. And then and then I took Accutane. <gasps> you did the Accutane thing. And changed my life. Yeah. I'm so glad I did. Yeah. It what was is that? but it was a brutal six months of yes. my life. <laughs> so Accutane is this like crazy medical acne treatment like that you it take. Probably it probably kills you. But like, yeah. It's so poisonous. <laughs> it's so poisonous. It's insanely potent and like but it's it's known to completely like change people's lives, completely get rid of it, but it's a hell of a process. Doesn't it make them it. grow more for first, six months? And then yeah. I just everything comes out all at once. Yeah. So like any pimple that was gonna come out in the next five years just yeah. goes Oh jeez. It was yeah. awful. And my skin's just like caking off. I mean it was so bad. Yeah. But on the other end of that, I didn't have one single pimple for like three years. Yeah. Dang. It's pretty crazy. And I was used to like four years of just agony. Oh, that's so awful. So I, I'm very grateful for the Accutane. See, and with with me, and I know this sounds like ridiculous, but I have always been really lucky with really clean skin, and I take care of my skin really well. But when I get one, it's, I mean, you guys have seen it. Like when I get one, it's like the one thing on my face, and it's huge. And giant. Well, and that's the problem. With, I mean, yeah. it's giant. And it's, See, that's the problem with having perfect skin is that then with one blemish, it's like, wow. Oh, it, it's big it time. It looks really yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. See, like, you're, you're, oh, you're, you'd you be luckier to have me? a bunch of blemishes. You, yeah, that way when you I get a new one, like me. nobody can tell. No, but nobody can see it because like it's- Because it blends you know, right in with all the other blemishes. With all the other Come on. Come on. Your point just got like popped. Well, very nice. At we least, got to the root of that the problem. Sound effect of that one. At least you guys <laughs> don't struggle like, with rosacea and have the United States. Oh on yeah, your chest. whenever you we know when she it's like something's going on because it just red. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's on mm-hmm. my arms, and then students go, "Are you are you okay?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fine." They're like, "Your your chest." I'm like, mm-hmm. "It's usually like after crying too." After right? crying, <laughs> if I'm if I'm hot, if I'm anything. But like, like nervous, anything. like intimidated. Nervous, yeah. Speaking of nervous and intimidated, we are g- having a casting workshop tomorrow. We are. Woo! We are. Let me just go ahead and grab that. In order to help actors deal with some of that nervousness and intimidation that comes from the casting process. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, really cool part also is that we're, we're all like as a team doing it together. So yes. you're going to get like mm-hmm. every piece of the casting from inside the room to outside the room and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's cool because it comes from the actor's perspective. So that's what's unique about our team is everybody is an actor. Mm-hmm. So we all understand the intimidation factor of walking into a room with casting directors in a place you don't know and, like, your name's on a list and, and you just have to be fully confident in a room that's totally unknown to you. And I think for a long time, casting directors have sort of use this power that they have and and they kind of liked it and enjoyed it. And what we're going to do tomorrow is we are going to pull the curtain back Mm -hmm. on the casting process and really show actors what it is, what it looks like so that they can lose a little bit of that fear. I know people who have been students of ours and then have come and volunteered for a casting. They've been so grateful for that experience because they they're like, Oh, I get to see the behind the scenes of it. Now I don't Mm -hmm. really have to be as afraid as I used to be. Yeah, it, it totally takes the um, the rose colored glasses down and, and you see like w- the work that goes into it. And and when you break them down into pieces, it becomes so much less scary. And part of the reason I'm so excited is that um, I was just telling the script class this this week 
is that over and over and over again, you know, we've had students in for, for years or I know they're, I know they're good. I know they're talented. I know they have training and they come in and they freeze up when they come into an audition. And I know they know what to do. I know they know the lines and all this stuff. And I've watched them prepare and they come in and the, the atmosphere, um, is so nerve wracking. And then their audition ends up lacking because of the fear and the anxiousness. And that's part of such a big reason why we really, really strive to make the atmosphere so fun and inviting and welcoming and Mm -hmm. safe for actors because essentially we want them to give their best performance so that way the client gets the best talent well the other thing that's really cool is like we're about like revealing with the curtain and everything is this idea of showing people how they can better themselves on the back end I think a lot of times as actors, um, we just see ourselves as creative artists, you know, and forget (laughs) that like we're, we're a business, you know, Matt talks about this. Yeah. A lot in his book Mm -hmm. about how we can set ourselves up with those worksheets and different things. And so like we are a business, Mm -hmm. everybody is a business. And so when you can see yourself that way, and then you know the ways that you need to market yourself to set yourself up for success, you're going to book more jobs. You're going to have more things happen purely because you're setting yourself up in that way yeah can I bookend that real quickly I I had a super fun experience I got to go to an elementary school last week um, and talk at their career day and I got to talk a little about about what I do as a casting coordinator and I handed out Matt's book to like 60 fifth and sixth graders and by the way if you haven't read Matt's book it's amazing it's available on Amazon for $18 (laughs) I was a little plug there. there You know, I, I threw it in a little early. What was so cool is a lot of the kids like asked about, you know, what is what does it mean acting as my day job? And I said, well, here's the deal is that and Matt had told me this before I went in as we were talking about the book and how it relates to what we do. Um, and you can take the things that are talked about in the book and put, you know, um, like take out the word acting. And I told the kid this. He wanted to be a storm chaser. And I gave him the book (laughs) and I said, this book is to help you make a plan for your life and help set you up for success in whatever you want to do. You know, if you want to put a piece of duct tape over it and put storm chasing is my day job, do it. Like so tight. It's not just for actors. It's for people. And it's to help you learn, like, how can you um, set yourself up for, for success by giving yourself enough room to grow and kind of outlining your days and your everything it's 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 brilliant and if you haven't read it and if you haven't downloaded it and whatever get on Amazon and buy it because it it truly truly is um unbelievable for any for any person honestly you know it's cool Ruth Layton actually she's one of the local agents around here she she bought the book and read it she was so excited to talk to me and everything and she called and and she said, "Hey, I read your book." And I was like, "Oh, great! You know, what'd you think?" And she goes, "I, I get it now. What you guys do over there?" She's like, "You're <laughs> you're, uh, you're you're really trying to change lives over there, and you're really you you gave a handbook for how to be successful in life. Mm-hmm. Like that's what this is, and it happens to be for actors." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's exactly it." Right. Like, Let me it, just like give a little applause for that. Yeah, we give Ruthie give Ruthie a late night. Hey, Ruthie. Speaking of amazing people, we interviewed some uh, new interns here at the studio. Drum roll, please. Oh, Joey was yeah. so excited to use that. And we so had uh, Truman in the house mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, right? Yes. For his, or two mm-hmm. days ago for his interview. Mm-hmm. 
Both of them interviewed two days ago and were both here yesterday to work. Yeah, the other one was Isabel. Isabel, yeah. And they're both just crazy, crazy outgoing people. Just having them in here the day after they interviewed to work was like, Okay, they came to play. You know they what's cool? Can I talk about where that came from too? It was it really awesome. We had a rehearsal for our chaos comedy, and one of the things that um, we want to be working on is building trust in improv and trust in general. And so, came up with this exercise to have everybody come around and switch spots and just talk for a second and get to know each other a little better on a deeper level. And I overheard Truman talking to Joey about how he wanted to be a uh, motivational speaker and he wanted to teach. That's what he wanted to do and just make an impact. And he sort of talked about the impact that we've had on him. And then afterwards I got a chance to talk to him and his whole thing was, he said, man, I would love for an opportunity. Cause I said, would you like to maybe interview for something like that? To his answer was, yeah, I would just love for the opportunity to help other people <laughs> to, to to learn what I've learned and be affected the way I've been affected. And that I was just so like, cool. dang, like, I'm so excited to bring this kid in. And let me speak on that exercise specifically in rehearsal, because that was something that I've never done as an actor. And it was specifically tailored towards our improv troupe, but it helped so much in our improv after that. Because we talk about it all the time, but trust is so important on the improv stage. Because if you don't have that fundamental trust that somebody's going to have your back at all times, there's a little bit of hesitancy to attack the stage. And we spent an hour going person to person, talking about our lives, talking about things that we hadn't told anybody on the troop before and you would have to tell them one-on-one and you'd give them a hug and say you loved and trusted them. And having that fundamental exercise work with each individual on the troop just made me so excited for our future shows, for our future um, improv because it, it created this, this fire energy that like can't be shaken after that. Well, and what mm-hmm. that does, it gives you permission to fail. Yeah. Right. So... I, I, as an improviser, even as a, as a human being, cause you guys know we do this stuff as a team here. I, I want the freedom to be bold to be brave and to fail big because I know my team's going to back me up. Right. And so as an improviser, I want to be able to feel like I can go out there with a crazy idea that turns out to be terrible, like a mm-hmm. really bad idea that gives yeah. me, gives me the, the, the red cheeks that Shay gets <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm out there and and I'm just feeling stuck. And then all of a sudden I've got three, four, five, six people backing me up, joining me in my terrible idea, mm-hmm. which then because of the group, that terrible idea somehow becomes magically good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the power of improv and what, what can happen on a stage and really what can happen with anybody, it, like any group of people, if they build that kind of trust. It, it's the it's those dark moments. It's the things where you mess up or you make a mistake that ends up becoming the gold. Right. Mm-hmm. I just posted yesterday, well, we posted um, a picture on our Instagram, and I, I did, like, a little write-up on it, and um, it was a picture of one of our youth kids, and I wrote about failing big and failing loudly. That's exactly what I put in the post, and it's always such a cool thing when our youth actors come in because they have no fear about anything, 
and they just want to be they just want to have fun and giggle and laugh and like explode and they have so much great energy because they don't have any inhibitions and it's such a crazy thing because we've got our our kiddos who just want to be free and be able to do what whatever and then we've got our teens who are right in the middle of a really tough time in their lives where they're being judged and they're feeling judgment and they're judging and all this stuff and so that's a hard thing to overcome and then you've got the adults who are like you're gonna put me on a stage and ask me to do what there's absolutely (laughs) no way I'll do that and then we have to drudge through that ginormous wall that has been put up by social normalities that are saying we can't show our emotions and we can't feel free to cry and we just can't be free because we got to fit in this box. And then when it happens, it's just this absolute ginormous release of, of this fear and knowing that everybody around you is watching you have that moment and they're so excited for you because you just leveled up a little bit. So watching that whole progression through the kids, teens and adults is, is magical. I think that's one of the coolest parts about like being in our program too. Like because I I love taking our classes when I can, and um, and like seeing especially now the different type of people in the room is amazing mm-hmm. because everybody's there to just grow on something. They're not there for one reason. They're not all trying to be famous. Totally. They're not like we have an ASU football player who comes in every Wednesday. And he's a super nice guy, super motivated. And he came in to learn listening and, mm-hmm. and acting and really dive deep into that. And he comes with a notebook every week. And, mm-hmm. and he's just this great guy. His name's Ray. And uh, and it's cool because you would never think, like, especially with how high school works and, like you said, all the normals, like, yeah. like football players and actors don't get along. Yeah, talk about high school the, musical. In the norm. Yeah. Right. But you know what? Elite people get along yeah exactly and that's the difference because that's what's being attracted here um because we are we are trying to push people who want to get better Mm -hmm. and it's funny because you you might you might have a uh, anybody might have a stigma about football players in general right like oh they're probably just like focused on x but the but the football players like the one you're describing ray if you've made it to a certain level in anything so let's just call it football here. If you've made it to a collegiate school and played, there's something about you that that knows mastery, understands mastery, and seeks it and wants it and wants to get better. Well, totally. and he, he talked on that, which is what's really cool. He talked about literally how many times a day he threw a football. He <laughs> talked about And then Joey, because Joey loves football. Oh, I love and it. And so first off, Joey was fanboying out and freaking out because it was so cool because he was like, let's go throw the football. And he was like, like throwing like crazy passes to Joey. But then uh, he was giving Joey advice about how to catch better and how to like do that. And his, it was so interesting to me because what he said was actually at the end of the night, just be laying in your bed and throw the football up over and over and over. He's like, everybody thinks that what you should do is practice all these crazy moves, jumping and catching it with one hand, keep practicing, catching with one hand. He's like, just get to the foundation and drill that foundation every single day and keep working your foundation and you do that and then your instinct will kick in when you need to catch a one right. on football like wow was, what a cool point it was yeah. so cool i was like that connects so deeply into what we're doing here absolutely well and there's and and then you know on another note the same on along the same lines um i read that you you can actually they, they have research to show that players have have uh, shown more improvement, let's say in, in, in a sport like basketball, if they spend 
like let's say X amount of hours visualizing themselves playing well and and doing the form perfect versus actually being on the wow. court and doing it because hmm. because there's so much of it that happens up in the mind. That's right. So you've already told yourself that it's going to work out and you've and you've watched yourself do it. So you've already you've already sort of pre-programmed your body before your body goes and does it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I find I found that fascinating, too, for what we do. And I had this I had this experience recently with that CEO I was working with from next Steve. His name is Thomas Gorney. And I told him I told him, hey, you've leveled up since the last time I've, I've seen you because it had been a couple of years and we had been working together for three years before that and so he, he was just a better speaker so I'm like I don't, I'm not gonna have to teach you the stuff we learned before you're gonna learn all new things mm-hmm. and he's like okay you know and he's one of those same type of people who wants to grow and so I told him for instance because he was like what kind of you know what, what, what kind of stuff and I was like all right well it's gonna sound weird to you maybe but for instance we're gonna do visualization like I'm gonna I'm gonna have you sit and visualize yourself mm-hmm. giving the perfect speech and and he sat there for a second and he goes, you know, this makes sense to me. And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, he's like, you may not know this. And I didn't. I was a professional soccer player before I, before I became, what? you know, a, 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 <laughs> a business, a businessman. And he's like, and we would do that. We would visualize ourselves playing the game. It was a very How important cool. part. So he's like, that discipline actually makes a lot of sense to me. And I go, yes, exactly. And that's what we do. So it's not so. So imagine if I w- had the chance to to do this type of work with your sales team. Imagine if I could do this type of work with all the VPs in your company. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of huge impact we can have mm-hmm. because everything we do, acting related, comes back to life, which comes back to business. What a great point! Yeah, that's just so cool. The power of your mind. You know, you set your mind to do something, and you set these goals, and you really stick to it. And you end up doing stuff that you you never thought you could do. And that's really the truth behind everything. It's like, there's nothing you can't do. Boom. Period. I think we end it right there. Boom. We sure do. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Have a deering day. Yeah. (laughs)